0: Welcome to Pop Culture Reference, everything that you need to understand pop culture references. I've already forgotten the intro, but besides that, oh yes, besides that great start, I am one of your hosts, Seamus Connolly.
1: Uh, I'm one of your other hosts, Garrett Strother. Hello, I am also here, Uh, Ricardo Salgado. Uh, and today's episode of Pop Culture Reference is brought to you by the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee Professional Cinema Society. UWMPCS is a student organization focused on bringing the film community at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee together. They also help put on the Student Film Video Festival at the end of every semester, so make sure if you're a University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee filmmaker that you're submitting to that. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive right into the show, guys. Uh. All right. First episode. I love it. Uh,
0: I think we're going to... Episode one. Yeah. First try. (laughs) No other episodes before this. Mm -hmm. Garrett, I believe you have some news you've been dying to share. There's Uh, news?
1: So, our first segment every week is going to be news. And it's mostly going to be news that we feel that we actually have something valid to discuss. uh, Like something that's fresh and has a point of view to it. Something that we're interested in so that we're not just... Rotely reading off new cast lists and yeah, the like, that makes but sense. that's a good call. Last week, um, John Favreau, uh, director John Favreau, who's doing The Mandalorian for Disney Plus, very excited. Uh, there was an interview where he said that he was interested in potentially doing a Disney Plus Star Wars Christmas special. Woof! Jeez, <laughs> that is that. That's the news. The news? I was... See, I
0: try to think about that Christmas special as little as possible. That's because... All I think about. <laughs> <the time. laughs> when I close my eyes, I see those Wookiee masks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never actually seen the Christmas special. You, well, Guess that's, the, that's our Christmas special. Oh, God. That, that is not special. That is a disappointment. Well,
1: we're going to do a Star Wars retrospective. We're going to do them yeah. in the correct order. Yeah, technically. Four Christmas special. 5, oh,
0: 6. God, I hate that. It's like the only piece of actual canon, maybe besides like the later seasons of Rebels, that's the only canon Star Wars thing that I have flat out not seen, refused to see. I don't
1: think it's technically canon. I think it is. It
0: is to me, damn it. I'm almost positive. Well, I mean, I, I don't know with like the Disney retcons oh, after tr- the, you know, acquisition of Star Wars, but like... I do remember George Lucas saying something or like hearing something about George Lucas saying that it's all canon and that was like he's had the he had those ideas like kind of like churning in his head and he wanted to.
1: If you've ever heard yeah, about... Lucas hates special. But he really, like, was enthusiastic about it because he was right off the first Star Wars. He was young mm. and still cared about things and didn't only want to build a giant money castle.
0: Those were the days. And so
1: he went to a, the a ABC execs, castle. and he sat down and he said, how many minutes is a Christmas special? And they were like 60. And so he went and he wrote 1 to 60 down on his notebook. And then he wrote down every single idea he had to go 1 through 60. Like, he was really jazzed about it. And he had all this backstory that he was fleshing out to the executives, including the idea that, now, Han Solo (laughs) is married to a Wookiee, but we won't get that past the censor, so don't mention it in the...
0: Oh, so it's just implied that Han Solo has a relationship with a Wookiee? Is it Chewbacca's family?
1: In the special, it's Chewbacca's family. Okay. Okay. But the implication, I guess, that George Lucas had in mind is that Han had a relationship with one and of the And that's why you can understand Chewie. Wow. And obviously that <laughs> was never canonically inserted even into the Christmas special, but I think that's a fascinating little thing that was going on in George Lucas's mind
2: when yeah, he was he making was the Star Wars. the book version of his origin, which is like he was just raised by a Wookiee.
0: It, it, he's, he was really trying to it feels to me hearing that he's trying to do like a, a Tolkien thing where he's like yeah I'm progressive there's like there's interspecies relationships and like things are going in a weird direction that's like culturally taboo but it's like not in a fun kind of way but George I w- Lucas is a furry that's what I'm getting out of this
2: and conversation you
1: know
0: what it's possible.
1: Are we interested in seeing Jon Favreau take take Christmas to space again? Yeah, bringing I'm, back Life Day. I am all oh, about life this. Life Day,
0: jeez! I, I would. That would mean that I would have to watch the original, which I'm still unwilling. We're to We're
1: already oh, deciding you're doing that. Guys, it's be I don't on, want to come on, on Disney that's Plus. Right, the original. I mean, I've got wow, the D. Div- I've got a DVD rip of it. That's. Don't Worst. even worry. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I remember being nine years old and getting it, and it was it was the holy grail of Star Wars artifacts because it was never officially mm. released. Was it not? It was a TV no, special. It was a TV special on, on ABC. Okay. And that was the only time it ever aired, and the only existing copies of it are from VHS rips. That's pretty much all the news I have. I think. Does anybody else have anything that they want to discuss from the last week? Oh geez, news! I don't know if I have. I oh yeah,
0: personal news. What's up with you? What's going? Well, on? I mean, I was gonna say there is rumors that they're finally. I don't know if you guys care about this at all, but they're finally gonna be announcing a release date for The Last of Us Two, which I've been waiting for for a very long time. Oh, is
1: that the video game news that I heard was happening today? Is that oh is that happening today? I heard. Oh, it... Shoot. Um, I don't know, I, let me Google that real quick, because I knew, I know there's some kind of video game news coming out this morning. Yeah, it's the State of Play, I want to say,
0: like the PlayStation conference?
1: Yes, The Last of Us 2 will be featured during, will be featured during today's PS4 State of Play. Oh, okay. Um, as of 11.20 in the morning when we're recording this podcast, it does not appear that. That announcement has been made, but I'm sure next week we'll be back with The Last of Us 2 release date. Yeah, that's good. Did, you, did either of you play that game? Yeah. I played the first half of it. You should play the second half of it. I really should. It's, um, it's quite good. I don't game that as intro, much as I man, need to. Just, oh, yeah.
0: shit. Definitely. That's a... They don't screw around. They they throw you right into just, like, de- pressing story elements and great mm-hmm. setup for drama you know dead family always really gets it
1: yeah it's very cinematic it's very
0: yeah maybe that's why I enjoy it so much yeah, is that it does dog. feel very yeah. yeah you know what naughty dog they always they always get it good for them all right um yeah that's really the only
1: immediate pop pop culture stuff that I got right now so obviously this kind of folds in with news the Emmys. Mm. Uh were this weekend.
0: Uh, raise your hand if you watched the Emmys, because raising your hand is the best way to do something on a podcast. <laughs>
1: Just so you guys know, you viewers at home, none of us are raising our hands. I did watch some of it. I am an RA, uh, and my residents were watching it out in, the, out in the kitchen, and so I got to see a little bit of it. I saw Bradley Whitford and Jimmy Smits presenting together, a la the last season last two seasons of West Wing but also Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Bradley Whitford is Jake's dad and Jimmy Smith's is Amy's dad
0: haven't gotten that far into the show thanks for spoiling it I'll (laughs) stop watching now
1: um so Ricardo already knew that because he's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan
0: I, I actually do very much enjoy that show I also, don't really recognize the names that you just said, so it's not that big of a reveal.
1: Um, but I think there were a lot of upsets for the Emmys, and since yeah. we are a pop culture podcast, I feel like we should touch on that. Fleabag did exceptionally well The Phoebe Waller-Bridge yeah, comedy. he had,
2: like, four of them?
1: Uh, let's see. She won Outstanding Comedy Series. Um, outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series. Okay. Miss Mazel took your boy Tony Shalhoub took supporting actor in a comedy series. I didn't even know he was in that. Which is it, great for him. I We love, I think the official stance of pop culture references is that we love Tony Shaloub. Can I <laughs> no. go on and on, on? Quickly on
0: remind me. Now audience, this is going to be a reoccurring thing with me that I know very few famous names. Uh, remind me who Tony Shaloub is again? Remember Men monk. in Black? Yes. Remember he got shot in the face and then he like grew another head? That guy's great. <laughs> Tony Shaloub, I will put the pop culture reference stamp of approval on that weird gross little head. He's also
1: Adrian Monk on the show. Monk? Yeah, I never watched Monk, but I do... Yeah, you could have said Monk. <laughs> I I mean, that's that. what I was going to say and <laughs> Ricardo thought that that was the best avenue to But take. you know
0: what? I definitely... I. I followed you every step of the way, and we got there.
1: So Fleabag also won Best Writing in a Comedy Series, which is, I think, really a huge upset, considering the fact that uh, Fleabag was up... Or not Fleabag. uh, Fleabag upset over Russian Doll, which was, I think, the favorite to win the writing category. Very good things about Russian Doll. Um, And Fleabag,
0: actually. And that's the uh amazon show mm-hmm. with moriarty from sherlock
1: yes mm-hmm. it's it, it's moriarty and phoebe waller bridge who is of course lando's robot companion l337, l3-37.
0: yes she has a name robot L- rights and all that you remember that plot yes. thing
1: unsurprisingly chernobyl won best limited series lots of love for ozark uh, really? Jason Bateman I didn't and <laughs> know Ozark
0: was going on mm-hmm. Good for
1: them uh, Somehow Game of Thrones Pulled a outstanding Drama series Out even After Everything after
0: that's happened This year That with last that's probably season probably
2: more of a
1: It's, like, it's over
2: we, Here we're just gonna Celebrate that it was a thing That took over the world For a while To be is. honest yes.
1: Not much up against it Better call Saul Killing Eve And Succession Are the main competition I'm seeing here And Ozark but this is us and bodyguard and pose. I, mean, to watch I don't trilogy. recognize
0: most of those. I do. I recognize that name,
1: but I don't know. Uh, enough about Sandra Oh, Peter Dang Dinklage, won for Tyrion supporting Real actor. Man. Yes, uh, good Tyrion stuff. Lannister, the one of the best characters ever put on television. So good like, for him. Yeah,
0: I never really got that far into Game of Thrones. Only halfway to season three, but he was. I mean. I don't think it's controversial for me to say that he's just like yeah he's the best character on that show I think he's just great.
1: Um, Bill Hader took really home well for um... best a second in a row best acting in a comedy series lead acting Damn. for Woo! Barry. I gotta watch Go Barry. Barry. I really Which is gotta watch Barry. So good Barry is so absolutely big. incredible. I and that was I think a pretty tough category, uh, including notably Ted Danson for the Good Place. Oh. Who I actually <laughs> want to talk cool. about the Good Place is if we get yeah. a chance. Is absolutely a, rev- a revelation on the oh, Good he's... Place. Oh, he's. I think he's probably
0: the best part of that show. Yeah. Like for he's sure. He's great. He's hilarious.
1: Um, that we're we should do episode by episode. We should do a weekly Good Place check in because that season four is coming out soon, and so the we'll. Final I'm, I'm, season.
0: I'm in the middle of season three right now.
1: Well, wrap up before season four comes out so we can. Oh,
0: I will. <laughs> but, I gotta say. I'm not super impressed by this season. I'm I'm getting a little really? let down here. I mean, it's I'm having fun still, but it's not the good place hijinks that I want. I wanna see Janet
1: do Janet things, you know? Oh, have see... you gotten to Janet the Janet centric episode yet? Probably not. Well, if you want more Janet, you're gonna get There is always room for more Janet. More Janet. I, I I'm i I'm excited for that.
0: I am I agree with what you just said. Janet is probably second
1: in in my tier of characters. Just behind Michael? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty a pretty stellar cast, uh pretty stellar writing. I'm glad they're wrapping it up when the creators want to wrap it up yeah. and not just yeah. keeping it going forever. That's good. Um,
0: I'm I'm hoping the you know I I get a little uh, some better I feel a in the little lull end. at the
1: beginning of season three. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: I guess I am a little more towards the beginning still, like maybe like 5 episodes in yeah about trying yeah. to
1: you're you're getting to the because it's very kinetic that show the yeah. way the energy builds into a, a mid-season twist usually like there's usually something that mm-hmm. happens mid-season that gets the energy the rest of the way that that show's really good at reinventing itself i think yeah and tur- t- it turns into a new, every four or five episodes, yeah. it turns into to a new show, essentially. Pretty much.
0: I think that show's going to wrap up either with they've been in the good place all along, or it's just going to be, like, a slow zoom on Michael with another evil laugh, like they've been in the bad place again all along, and oh, it's just going to cut the black. Oh, you're,
1: th- you're thinking just twists and turns. Because
0: that first be season s- closer, I was... Spoilers floored.
1: for the good place. Uh, oh, yeah, so I guess everybody spoilers knows. for the good
0: place. Um, if you haven't watched The Good Place, what are you even <laughs> doing listening to this weird small-time podcast? Go, go watch that for a while.
1: Um, the other, I think, notable thing, uh, Supporting Actor in Limited Series went to Paddington himself, Ben Winshaw, for A uh, Very English Scandal, also starring Hugh Grant oh. from Paddington 2. In Paddington 2, <sighs> Hugh Grant and Ben Winshaw do not have sexual intercourse in A Very English Scandal. They do, so.
0: You have my
1: attention. This those are time, the, the. They're both bears. <laughs> oh, love it! That's the way to. Di- if you were curious about how to distinguish those two series, or those two pieces, pieces of, of media, of uh, that's the that's the only uh, way the only actually distinction between the two to do it. Only that. Love it. John Oliver got a couple of.
0: Oh, for, for his fun time yeah. show? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Chernobyl show. got Best Directing
0: in a limited series. God, I, I do need to watch that. I've heard it's great. I heard Russia's real angry about it. I heard they're making their own Chernobyl <laughs> series that blames America somehow, which I would be very interested to see how they try that.
2: I actually don't know anything about Chernobyl other than the fact that it's a nuclear thing that exploded. Well, then you should watch the it's
1: HBO a, series yeah, I Chernobyl. Mean, I know a lot.
0: It's going to be tragic to watch, like
1: in you know, real time shit go down. Mhm. So, yeah, I think the Emmys that was interesting. I think good content got recognized where it was due. Phoebe Wallerbridge is very funny and I like her a lot and I'm glad she's getting recognized. I'm set the good place didn't get a little bit more yeah. thrown to it, but that will be next season, certainly. Now
0: don't don't spoil anything, they do set up for some Real wacky
1: hijinks at the end of the third season, right? Uh, the third season ends in a way that is very exciting for the next... Yeah. The the They're coming season. You always want to see what's going to happen next. I really um, do. I, I was a few weeks behind on Good Place when... I was watching it, and so I was watching it on Hulu, and I watched, like, four in a row. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I can't, I bet you next episode's, the, that's a really great setup. I bet you next episode's the season finale. I can't wait to see what, oh, <sighs> that was the you season got, finale. You got guts I guess man. I'm going to have to wait four months or what, however long it was. It's very quick. They're doing, they, yeah. they churned that one out very fast, considering the fact that, Most hit TV shows, you have to, you know, it it feels like like hiatuses are getting longer and longer. Game of Thrones took, like, almost three years off. Is that true? Is that why it feels like it's been
0: on for, like, ten years? It was,
1: uh, it has been on for, like, ten years. That's the thing. I think it premiered Mm. in 2011. Really?
0: Jeez, Louise.
1: And so, yeah, and then, obviously, something like Rick and Morty, which is animated, so that's a little bit of a Mm. different... Tier to hold it and, to, but and
0: everything about that show and its production being like hindered at every turn for some reason is, yeah. is well strange. now
1: Fox has gone full green light and they're renewed for what nine seasons. Fox, thought Adult Swim. Yeah, I know you're right. Adult Swim. Yeah, they're
0: like seventy two more episodes are ordered. And they're
2: like, what the f- makes total sense. It's a huge cash cow for
1: that. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, right now it makes sense, but you know, you know,
0: fifty episodes into the future sooner or later everything goes the way of
1: the Simpsons
0: so also just won an Emmy for the first time in like six six years yeah
1: so that means Disney's not canceling them anytime soon oh absolutely not
0: I heard they're gonna put the entire series on Disney Plus at launch that is true which is a
1: pretty good draw if I'm being honest have you
0: pre-ordered I have not I've been thinking about oh I know, I'm so poor that I probably can't do. It's this. open
1: to ple it's open to plebs now that exclusive the, the Oh the, the
0: three year deal?
1: The three year deal. It's a little bit more expensive. It's like $160, $170, something like that, as opposed to $140 that was open to D twenty three members. But I mean but, like that's still pretty
0: good for three years worth of original and archived content. Like I, mean, I feel like it's pretty decent.
1: We'll be doing a Mandalorian weekly update. Oh yeah, we'll check in on the Mandalorian for sure. Uh, so we are probably doing a good place and Mandalorian yeah. every week so that'll be fun. And, and you I've know already
0: G- God help us when those Marvel shows start coming out. This is just oh going to be the boy. whole D- podcast. going to
1: be yeah, every instead we're going to have to replace our main segment with <laughs> just like with catching up on all of the stuff on Disney Plus. Loki he's doing he's doing time stuff. Scarlet Witch is there. <laughs> oh god. Oh, this there's vision.
0: portals there's portals everywhere. Portals to everywhere <laughs> on I'm your most... left and his left and <laughs> uh, the other left. left. I'm most
2: interested in fucking WandaVision it's gonna be so
0: goddamn weird and the whole thing about how the last episode is gonna lead like like right into Multiverse of Madness oh is that what they've said that's what I've heard and I think that's a lot of fun I like that idea
1: quick aside not at all to do with Disney plus but to do with Disney please I went to see on Sunday Ad Astra with Brad Pitt at a Disney movie no it's not a Disney movie it was uh, I went to see it in the IMAX Uh And it's a sci-fi movie, obviously, so they you know, they match the trailers mm-hmm. to suit. And I intentionally keep myself in a sensory deprivation tank regarding trailers for movies I wanna see. So if there's a mo like As if there's a want. new Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie or a movie from a director I admire that I know I'm going to see regardless, why would I watch a trailer for it? And before Ad Astra, all of a sudden Up on the IMAX screen, it was the Twin Sons of Tatooine. Oh. And I started getting very excited, and it was, like, slowly going through the original trilogy and playing the Star Wars music. I was like, are they re-releasing the non-special editions now? Is that what's going on here? Is this an IMAX thing? I was wondering if they were releasing this trailer with that astro. I was like, how have I not heard about this? It was just the new Last Jedi trailer that I had, or not Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker trailer that Ah. I had not yet seen because half of it's just a clip show of the rest of the franchise. It's just like the Endgame trailer. Yeah, it's very similar to that Endgame trailer, which I didn't see until I saw, until after I saw Endgame. But yeah, it's, I was very (laughs) jarred by that as a, And I was like, is this how the rest of the movie-going world feels? Did they get excited (laughs) because maybe they're re-releasing the other Star Wars? But no. Um, Well, that is a real
0: sad bait-and-switch. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't seen that new trailer yet. I know there's, like, the thing about the CGI cape and the reflection and the... What?
1: I don't know anything about that. Oh, there's
0: there's some big upset where they show a clip of, like, Kylo Ren doing something... And there's, like, a pool of water at his feet, and... Oh, you can he's see him... got a cape
1: in the... Re- in Yeah, he's
0: got a cape, and then in the reflection, there's no cape or something,
1: and everyone's like, gosh darn! I was very confused, and, like, cons- like because the only Concerned? trailer I've seen... Like, I was I was very taken aback, because the only trailer I'd seen up until this point was the announcement trailer. Right, uh, the, the re- flipping over the TIE yeah, Fighter. Uh, and, yeah, which I, of course, saw at Celebration, mm-hmm. and then... I've seen it every movie I've gone to see right. since then because they play it everywhere, including before End Game on the big IMAX, which was pretty fun. Yeah. But I was ve- so I was very confused when that was what was going on.
0: I would honestly very much love for them to, you know, do a re-release at some point. Are you, are you talking about in the theaters or just like?
1: Well, that's what I thought it was. I thought they right, were re-releasing yeah. them in IMAX. Which would have been. Wonderful. Well, I I've, I've
0: you know, I've heard cuz didn't they do like a <laughs> didn't they do like Phantom Menace in 3D well, yeah, I was re-release say, about 10 yeah. years Everyone ago they
1: decided they were going to do all of them re-released in 3D and they started they were doing them chronologically so they started with Phantom Menace and, which was a big mistake yeah. because nobody went to see it and so they canceled doing the rest of them.
0: Which sucks. I would have paid so much money to see Revenge of the Sith in 3D. It was at the height of
1: the 3D boom. It was right after Avatar. Oh, yeah. Every, every when everything deal. had to Let's be talk in the Avatar for 40 minutes.
0: I would rather never <laughs> talk about Avatar again.
1: Well, we've got like the an longest. Avatar sequel every year starting in a oh, year geez. and a half. Every so. year. Yeah, it's like
0: every year for like 20 years. <laughs> it's not making me, you know, optimistic for the future of like big sci-fi, especially after... It seems like Star Wars might be going to the miniseries route for a while until Ryan Johnson does his, um, you know, his own trilogy of Which movies. Which they
1: will not ever do because you don't the think Last they're Je- going to do that anymore. I think the Last Jedi was too divisive. I suppose, but like yeah, but now he
2: gets to play yeah. with something new and not
1: like old legacy characters. Yeah, if he gets to build it from
0: the ground up, that's exactly what I want to
1: see. I think that the fan base is too caustic. I think it will (laughs) reject anything Ryan Johnson touches, and I think Disney knows that. Um, I hate that we, on our first episode, that I have directly led us to devolving to be three men sitting around talking about Star Wars. Oh, I mean, who's going to get there anyway? I, I blame me, too. So, we should transition into rec center i think we need to transition into rec center yeah okay so first episode so we've got to explain this this segment is called save the rec center uh in this instance uh based on the common movie trope however recreation center is not what we're doing we're doing recommendation center so this is the segment called into what i had planned save the rec center
0: And who would like to go first today? Has anybody got one that they're itching to get off their chest?
1: Well, I I just mentioned a few minutes ago that I just saw Ad Astra, which was a movie I enjoyed quite a lot. It's Apocalypse Now in Space, which I guess has a certain appeal to it. That appeals Um, to me. That sounds awesome. (laughs) It's heady and weird like Interstellar but actually has some of the emotional weight to back up what it was doing but also there are times when it feels really pulpy and and like a science fiction novel it's imbalanced i would say but i enjoyed it and it feels much longer than its just over 2 hour runtime which what? could be a good or a bad thing yeah. Brad Pitt's
0: pretty good. I was about to say, is Brad Brad Pitt doing all right in there?
1: Brad Pitt's pretty good. Um, he's in space. He's most of the he's other actors don't need to be in it. Donald Sutherland has nothing to do. Mm, Liv shame. Tyler is in maybe four shots of the movie, <laughs> no, just by getting, is. like, fifth billing. Damn, okay. Um, Ruth Nega's really great. It's mostly Brad Pitt and Ruth Nega. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones I was about to say, isn't Tommy Lee Jones... Tommy Lee Jones is doing a little bit, but he makes a screen time count i guess
0: okay well yeah i i know i saw a couple of trailers for that back in the day i like i remember hearing the like announcement for that and it it's was just like oh whatever it's just some sci-fi movie with Brad Pitt but then i i don't know it's it's looking
1: very solid i, I think i'm going to have to check that out i recommend it in the imax um, i've amc list so I obviously go to everything in IMAX I can. Brilliant. Big man over <laughs> here for IMAX tickets. Um I think no but what I was going to say I think the IMAX does enhance the experience on this one because it, the scale is so large it really takes I don't know if it was shot in IMAX I should find that out but <coughs> it really takes advantage of the IMAX size. It's very it feels very big. The space sequences are silent. Uh, because it's very realistically driven, kind of like 2001, where it tries to take as much realism with the space travel as it can. And so all of the space action outside of a spaceship is told visually, so it helps to have that extra level of scale to fully understand what's going on in the action sequences.
0: That's awesome. I
1: think that's totally cool. Pit in space.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that joke. That's pretty good. Ham
1: Astra.
0: Wow, I I gotta go.
1: I gotta
2: go
0: <laughs> write that movie now. I was gonna say I need to come up with a, a like a pork Brad pork. I don't know. Move <laughs> on, move
1: on, move on. Uh okay, so that's my rec center. Does anybody what, who wants to go? Who wants to share. You go? I'll, I'll go.
0: I uh, I'm gonna go. I'm moving on to a video game rec Ooh. center today. I have recently replayed this great indie classic, modern indie classic, Undertale. You guys may have heard about that, maybe not. It's great. It's real.
1: What's the premise, Seamus? The
0: premise is. It's, you know, they give a little history on the world in the intro. In ancient times, monsters and humans lived together. Big war. Monsters had to, like, be banished to the underground world where there's, like, a barrier. And you're, you play as this kid. And, you you know, you get to name yourself. You get to go through as your, your own self. And you fall into the world and you basically have to get back home. Uh, it's, it's... So it's so weird. It's hard to explain. It's very There's a like a third humor. person open world. It's kind of like it's uh, kind of open world. It's almost overhead. It's uh 2D like 8-bit animation. Oh cool. Uh
1: it
0: was it's, it's all all the dialogue is written very it's a lot of jokes. It's very funny. And depending on how you play, it can be the most heartbreaking thing ever. Like, they will make you feel very bad in your human player self for doing certain things if you do them like a terrible person. It's it's a very interesting way to see, like, uh, a pretty simple game get, like, so out of bounds where you wouldn't think it would go. It's you just have a very
2: ravenous fan base on us. I hope you know that. <laughs> What did I do? Like the Undertale fandom is like, isn't that notoriously one of the, like most rabid the, fandoms? They're crazy. Oh, I
0: sure hope not. I I would like to say that I'm a pretty big fan. I don't know
1: about any bad bad guys. Well, if anybody, if anyone wasn't already getting out their pitchforks about our treatment of the Undertale fandom, Ricardo certainly <sighs> ensured oh, yes. that they would be upset. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Yeah. Both of you, individually, my co-hosts, I urge you to play it. It's great. My audience, play it. It's great. It's like 15 bucks on Steam. It's great. more I'll than get, worth
1: it. Maybe I'll get it at the Steam sale.
0: Oh, please. I think, up. I think that's when I got it a couple of years ago. It was, it was on a whim. Played it on a whim. Very, very impressive piece of art, I will say. Very unequivocally. good.
1: Unequivocally. All right, and Ricardo, yeah. what's your rec center, Close man? Close this out. Hey, uh... I don't know if this counts. <laughs>
2: Rachel Bloom, this is great for audio podcast. <laughs> the t-shirt you're my, wearing? My Rachel Bloom t-shirt, who I got to see live It's a night. great t-shirt, by the way. It really is. I recommend if you are a fan of hers, definitely see her live. If She's you, touring, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's the What Am I Gonna Do With My Life Now tour,
0: because mm-hmm. her TV show just ended. Which... Also, I'm going to quick side plug. It's a great TV show. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is fantastic.
1: Were they not nominated for any Emmys?
2: Was she not? She is an Emmy winner, but it was like the creative arts and like the ones they don't put on TV. Oh, okay.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. There you
2: go. And she had a whole bit about it on stage, just like how much her promotional people just did not believe in her getting like an Emmy Emmy on TV because mm-hmm. he scheduled the tour on Emmy night <laughs> months ago.
0: Yeah, that's
1: pretty, that's good. That's really, pretty funny. That's really funny. I think that about wraps it up for us. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. It's a little bit shorter than we'll usually go and a little bit less organized than we'll usually be, but uh hey, Yeah, show business, baby. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Thanks for showing up at all and have a great day.